Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Hey. Thank you. I'm so mm. fucking tired of my ex. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> All Ooh. right. That's how you start an episode. That is That's how, how you start, start an episode. episode. <laughs> you know what? Shout out to Miss Ariana Grande because I think that with that song, she caused us to reevaluate. You know, maybe I don't hate this fool after all. Maybe he brought some important lessons to my life. Maybe, maybe he, maybe, maybe he was a little bit, you know, okay after all. Maybe. No. Anyway, <laughs> no, not empty drop. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to the Good Up Podcast. Today, we are talking about our exes. Oh, my God. You know, Heza, we've really been talking too much about our business this season. We have, but you know what? I think the people let them come for that because they really do talk somebody else's business. You might as well talk your own. Okay. I prefer to talk mine than other people's because I know mine is facts. And I I learned my lesson from talking other people's business on this podcast. I mean, okay. I mean, you came for your whole mother on this podcast. Like I repeatedly tell Ayo, I done talking people's business from now on. So you might as well talk your own. You might as well talk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Today we're talking about our exes. We're talking lessons learned, what those relationships were like, why they became our exes, you know, because there's some good and bad that can come from ex relationships. Not everybody has a negative, you know, relationship with an ex. So before we start though, I do want to clarify in my mind, an ex is both a person I had a formal relationship with and a person who I was involved with for a long period of time. There is okay. a person in my life who I didn't necessarily date that I do consider an ex just because of how long we were involved. But anyway, mm-hmm. who is the best ex you ever had? Who is your best ex? <laughs> so um, I'm choosing to remove my child from this because naturally the best, the most reasonable response would be to say my baby daddy because he gave me the there's no child that compares to Dylan, right? So it would be fair to say that he's my best ex because he gave me the best person that exists in my life. However, I was a person before I made that baby and I'm a person after making that baby. Okay? So I'm not going to categorize him as my best ex because as a partner, he was not a good fit. As a daddy... You know, he's a good dad or whatever. So I'll give him that. But he was not a good partner to me. So I'm not going to consider him my best ex. Probably learned a lot of lessons with him. I learned a lot about myself. So I guess in that regard, he would be considered a best ex. But based on the way a person made me feel, my best ex was the first guy that I dated after I got with Dylan's dad. And Um, and why do you consider him your best ex? What what came of that relationship? I say he's my best ex because... Um, I did feel like he was, it was very important to him to make sure that I felt happy in that relationship. 
He was so, he was adamant about making sure that I was happy in that relationship. He was not, he was so agreeable. He was almost too agreeable, to be honest. Um, There was nothing, he was very much, if there's something that upsets Deidre, it's something that's not going to exist. Like it was very much that, like, if there was something that came up that made me unhappy, he was like, this shit is gone. We're not doing that. We're not, he didn't even want to, you know, um, of course, I don't want somebody who's going to be a doormat. And that's not saying that he was a doormat. Let's be clear. But I want somebody who's going to stand up for themselves and do it confidently. That's not the reason why we're not together. We're not together because there was a lot of um, insecurities on his part. So people, it was like odd to people that we were involved. And a lot of people just assumed that I was using him. A lot of people just assumed really fucked up shit about mine and his dynamic. And it got to him. Um, people were able to be like, you know, people were able to ask him things about me and question my motives for being involved with him. And it was something that he, that, that got to him and it was too much for me. Cause every time I turned around, he was hitting me up like, Oh, this person said this, um, you know, this person said that this person overheard that. And I'm like, first of all, these people don't know me. Cause this was here in New Jersey. I had just moved here and we happened to work at the same place. And so I'm like, bruh, like (laughs) these people don't know me. Um, Naturally, because you know them, you've known them longer. It's going to be hard for you to completely doubt what they're saying. But these people are literally speculating shit about me because they don't know me. And I'm not the person who's going to be talking my business at work. You know what I mean? So when people don't understand something, it's easier for them to speculate about and talk shit about it. You know what I mean? So that was really the thing that kind of made things crumble. But to answer the question, I say he's my best ex because my happiness was very important to him. Um, And he was just so thoughtful and kind and he was so sweet and so generous. And I always say, and I say this proudly, me and my best friend were just talking about this recently, that if him and I met now, instead of a couple of years ago, when we first met, I would not, I would probably be like, this is my husband. Get the fuck out of here. Who are you? Like hands down, he would be a perfect husband if we met now instead of like four years ago. I think my best ex is actually, ironically, it's a person who I was never in an official relationship with. Mm -hmm. Um, But this person and I were involved on and off for three years, four years. Um, mm-hmm. for a very long time. And this person was my, fo- I, I can confidently say this person was my first love. Um, mm-hmm. without a doubt, it was a very complicated and, um, sometimes toxic relationship. I will say, because when you, when you date someone, I think in your early twenties, um, you're kind of going through those growing pains together mm-hmm. and figuring out who you are as people. And sometimes it comes at a cost to like the person that you're dating or the person that you're in love with. Um, so I think in a lot of his growing pains, I got hurt in a lot of my growing pains. He got hurt. Like there was a lot of mutual like heartbreak there, but I still think that that was my best ex because he legit like, besides my husband is one of the few people in my life that I've had like a genuine like connection with an amazing friendship. Um, like we, 
I, I had loved that man bad. Like, and we just used to get along so well and just personality-wise, it was just a really good match. Um, To this day, like, you know when you've been with somebody so long that you start to talk like them? Like, to this day, there are certain things that I say really that I'm cute. like... I never used to set up before I meet this person and like that's an inside joke or something. Just like, you Aww. know, there's a there's a lot of really good, like beautiful memories there. Um, so yeah, definitely I and because I'm a person who believes in multiple soulmates, I think that that was one of my soulmates. I oh yeah, we don't have just one soulmate. We don't yeah. have just one soulmate. I just don't think that it was meant to be like a forever kind of relationship. Um mm-hmm. but definitely, well without doubt, like I think besides the the person that I ended up marrying, that's one of the very few relationships I've had in my life where I genuinely cared about the other person. I've mm-hmm. been in a lot of relationships where I ended up with somebody out of obligation because I felt like dating was just what I was supposed to be doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the few people who I, gen- like, I, I wanted this person to be my man. Like, I actually yeah. wanted this person to be my man. Um, but yeah, yeah. When it was good... It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. When it was bad though, it was That's how it go. That's how it go. It was bad. That's definitely how um, it go. So that person who who you consider to be your best ex, what's something that they taught you about yourself or that, that relationship with that person? That I want a partner who's just going to fucking nurture me. <laughs> that's the first thing I, that's one of the things I learned about myself that I didn't realize. And it's something that I always enjoyed, but it wasn't something that I realized I need in a partnership is to feel nurtured. Right. And not coddled, but nurtured. I like, he was so nurturing. It was like, this man used to treat me like a porcelain doll. Like it was just, and I, I know I'm just getting the the little warm and fuzzies. He, um, and he would anticipate my needs. Right. So obviously we dated here in New Jersey. And so he knew like winter, I only like winter if I'm inside, like that outside shit. I hate it. We would still go on dates and stuff, but we would get to the car and he would immediately turn on the warm seats. Like he would immediately, and he would turn on my seat. Like he just took such good care of me in that way. He used to feed me all the time. Right. And that's such a random shallow thing, but I love to feed people. That's one of my, I like to cook for people that when I like people, matters I, though. I'm sorry. So but I didn't constantly asking like, have you eaten today? Are you good? Yeah. And when I oh. say he used to cook for me, this man, like he would make me, he knows that like, if I'm not the one driving, I get car sick so if him if he came to pick me up as soon as we got to his house he would go in the kitchen and make me a cup of tea and some toast so I could get better like it was little things like that that I didn't realize like I do that for people but I didn't realize that I needed it as well and he would do that for me um he also would uh, he would just think about things that I needed before I had a chance to think about it you know what I mean? And he would just take care of me in that way. Cause I'm always like, I just want to take care of people, but I never give people like, enough of a chance to take care of me. If that makes sense. Um, what else did he, yeah, he taught me that he also taught, he, and he taught me how to be softer. That's just the bottom line. I learned how to be softer and how to just let somebody take care of me with that man, because I didn't realize how much I I think I had gotten so used to doing all the important things in a relationship that I didn't know that I needed somebody to just cover me in that way. I don't even know if I'm making sense right now, but he just taught me how to be like, 
just softer. I will never forget. And it was so simple, but I remember y- y'all know I'm a big time DIYer. Like if, if I, I could do it myself. So I was really falling in love with passion twists and the girls were charging a lot for passion twists. Right. And I could afford it, but it felt like a frivolous spend. Right. I'm looking at over $200, excluding the cost of the hair for some twists. That's most likely not going to last long. So I was like, I oh, fuck that. I'm gonna do it myself. He was like, you're not doing that yourself. You go to the store, you find out how much that hair costs. I'm paying for the hair and you're going to hire someone to do that. I was like, he was like, no, I said, but I could do it myself. It's just twist. He said, just because you could do it yourself don't mean you have to do it yourself. And he literally was, and I was like, uh, and he was right. <laughs> like, so like, Ramandere is the reason Deja to pay for her laundry and she don't do that fuck. Yeah, it's true. It, and re, it's true because he has a cleaning lady. Like, and I didn't know that. I didn't realize he had a cleaning lady, right? And I think while we were together, I learned he had a cleaning lady. But one thing I definitely learned is that just because I can do something doesn't mean I have to do it. Like I learned how to be available to just delegate things and just use my energy more wisely. You know what I mean? And just let others take care of me. That was very important. And I think that's why he's my best ex. That's a that's a really good lesson to learn from somebody. Um, Hell yeah. Hell and yeah. I, I think it's important for us to do this episode mostly because I think people like to look back at exes and this idea of like the ex and obviously the relationship ended and nine times out of 10, it was negative. So fuck this person, you know, but mm-hmm. there's so many important lessons, good or bad, that we learn from the people that we've been Absolutely. in relationships with. Um, so it's important to talk about in, in this whole, I th- feel like season six as a whole has been us kind of turning the mirror on our, I mean, this whole podcast really is about that. That's but, literally it. That's our mission. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. but season six has been really introspective and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, asking you to ask yourself like, okay, it's not just about how these people have affected you in your life or how this issue affects yes. you. It's about like, who are you? What are the lessons you've learned in your life? Like, how do you take those lessons and move forward? Um, but anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know my spiel. I think one of the most important lessons I learned from that person is that the things that I find important are, are important. The things that I'm interested in, the things that I want to talk about all day and I just want to rumble yeah. on this thing, like they're important and they dissolve an audience. Um, mm. I grew up in a family where I was the talkative one in a family of people who weren't very talkative. Mm -hmm. So I was, since I was a little kid, I've always remembered kind of being reprimanded for being this talkative person who like, I want to come home from school and tell you every detail of what happened today, you know? And I was often shut down for that and like made to feel like I was like this annoying younger sibling, which I get it. I'm a talkative person. So I know that it can be annoying sometimes, but he was the first person who like would just sit there and listen to anything I would talk about, would just sit there and listen and be like invested in the conversation. And, you know, I was fairly young when I met this person. So to Mm -hmm. have that initial first experience of having someone be invested in you and like interested in you. And it wasn't necessarily because of sex. It wasn't because he thought I was a pretty girl. Like he legit liked the personality side of Hey Isa. So that was like mm-hmm. my initial experience into like, oh, I have value as a person and this person mm. is it. Um, 
So that was the lesson I took from it. Like, I think that experience allowed me to be like, you know what? Bitch, I do have some interesting shit to say. Like, I am yeah. a good person to be around. Like, I'm fun. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am very grateful to that person for, you know, him giving me that that sort of pride in myself and, like, my story and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Aside from what that person taught you about yourself, what did that person teach you about love and relationships? Uh, I... <laughs> Um, I hate to say it, but what that person did teach me is that if you, and I hate to say it, this is going to sound very cliche. If you don't love yourself, it's impossible to properly love somebody else. And the reason why I said that is because, and this is not saying that he doesn't love himself. Let's be clear. But I feel like there was a need for him to be more clear in what he needed and be more true to his needs because I was very good about being like, listen, I'm not looking for nothing serious. I don't have anything to give to a relationship, which was true at the time. I didn't have anything to give to a relationship. I was in a big transition in my life. I had just relocated from St. Croix, you know? So for me, I was very clear on my needs. I was very clear on the fact that I did not have anything to give to a relationship and I just wanted to have some fun. I think he really did want a relationship though. And I think he saw me as somebody who was worth having that relationship and waiting for. But I wish that for his own sake, he was like, you know what? I want a relationship now, so I'm going to move on. I'm not saying that I wish he did it, but what it showed me was like, doing that will have you unhappy and miserable. Because even when I was the one who broke things off, the first thing, and I think he said it to hurt me, but also it probably was his truth. He pretty much was like, you know, this is for the best because I was unhappy for a while anyway. And I'm like, so if you were unhappy, why were you still here? And I didn't say that, but that's what I wanted to say. You know what I mean? So what it showed me was that there's people, and I'm sure myself included, right, who you'll take things that you have no business taking. You'll take things for way longer than you need to because of how you feel about somebody else, where your priority should be how you feel about yourself. Because when you're solid in your feelings about yourself, there's things that you're going to tolerate and there's things you're not going to tolerate. And if you're truly, genuinely, authentically loving yourself down, you're going to be able to spot them red flags. That that discernment is going to be popping. That's not saying I was given red flags, but that's saying when you know what you want and you know what you deserve, you're not going to sit there and wait for somebody to be ready for a relationship. Because that was one thing I was all, and I think maybe that's why we dated for so long. Because I would always be like, I'm not asking you to wait for me. Because I don't know when I'm going to be ready to be in a relationship. So I'm not asking you to wait until I'm ready. I was where some people would be like, I'm not ready. And I don't know when I will be, but I hope you'll wait for me. I was never that person because I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. And I don't know if because of my willingness to do that, it made him want to wait for me more. I don't know. I can't speak for him. I can only speak for the fact that we were in, we, we dated for two years, like, I think we stopped talking right, right around when we hit two years. You know what I mean? And a big part of it was because I was like, I really don't know when I'm going to be ready. And I feel like I'm wasting this man's time at this point. Like, I feel like he deserves to be with somebody who's on the same exact page as him. Like two years is a long time. You know what I mean? And it was, I just was like, no, he needs to be with somebody who's ready to be in a relationship too, who can give him what he's giving. You know what I mean? Um, So that's what it taught me is 
whether I'm in the position of not knowing when I want a relationship or whether I'm in the position of wanting a relationship, if, if you're not in alignment with that person, get the fuck up out of here, get the fuck up out of here. Cause that's why my pseudo ex is my pseudo ex right now. (laughs) That's just that on that. I, I think the biggest lesson that my favorite ex taught me about love is that love isn't enough. Um, oh, baby, it because ain't. y'all, I it gonna sound dramatic, but I I think I loved this person more than like it's healthy to love somebody mm. like oh, I love get that. dong. Ooh. Okay, um, oh I get that. And we went through a lot of back and forth. We went through a lot of okay. Obviously, you're not ready to date. All of a sudden, you're dating somebody. What does this mean? Oof. Like, Oof. a lot Oof. of like. You ain't ready to date me, obviously, but you're ready to date these other people, but still mm. you want to talk to me. Like it yeah, was oh, that's a mess. There was there were periods of time before we both matured as people where it became, like I said, very toxic. And at the end of it, and when it finally did end, I really had to tell myself, like, because I think love is what allowed me to let this person continue to come back. There would be mm. periods of time where we wouldn't talk to each other one person or the other would move on and then somehow we would gravitate back to each other and start talking again. Mm -hmm. And all the logic in my head was like, you know, obviously you two aren't good for each other. Obviously this thing isn't working. You're never in a place where you can actually try this relationship thing. So why do you continue to do this? Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was just like, well, I love he like, this is my first love. Like I love Mm -hmm. this person. And then one day it just kind of clicked. Like, Love, <laughs> love wasn't enough, okay, for Jay-Z or Beyonce. <laughs> love wasn't enough for your parents, like. Because love is not enough. It's, it's not. It's, it's just not. It takes so much more than love. And, whew, why am I getting emotional? Anyway, I have not cried on this podcast since season one. We ain't doing a fuck again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pull it together, no, but, sis. Pull it together. No, but it, it, it makes me emotional because, like, to be able to, speak about it now in retrospect versus still being in that very like toxic back and forth with him is like I'm very proud of myself for it um and I will say that me learning that lesson from that relationship with him allowed me to put a lot more logic into my relationship with my now husband like of course I love my husband but I think what's allowed my marriage to become a marriage was the idea that like, okay, I love you, but there's so much else that has to come in here that we need to work on Mm -hmm. because love isn't going to be enough. Yeah. So I'm very grateful to that person for teaching me that. It's just, I remember how hard it was learning that lesson and how much like, listen, I don't cry over man, okay? I cried over that man a lot. Yeah, that'll do it. So, yeah, there's definitely a, a, a big, big lesson that I learned from him. But enough about him and the good exes. Let's talk about the motherfucking bad exes. <laughs> I didn't let's think we was going to be talking about them motherfuckers today. Let's talk about your worst ex. Your worst ex. I have a lot of, I have a line of, like, worst exes that are on the same scale. <laughs> yeah. I think, okay. Sorry, not sorry. I'm just going to make it an automatic thing. My worst ex by far would have to be my ex-fiance because he was 32 dating a 19-year-old. You're That's- going to jail? <laughs> Wait. 
That's just that on Yeah. Know. I think that's we just, all have that one ex who, like, we don't look back and be like, you were nine years older than me when I was nine. That man was, like, 13 years my senior. Jeez. I think we met when I was, we met when I was 18, and I think he was either 30 or 31. By the time we broke up, I had just turned 20, and he was about to turn 33, I think. Either way, it was a very unnecessary age difference. I feel like once you get past, like, I feel like once you get past, like, 27, a 13-plus-year age difference is fair. But anything under 25, I feel like such big age differences are, like, a no-go. And I still don't advocate for those kinds of age differences. Because at the end of the day, maturity and age are not one and the same. However, um you dating somebody under 25 and you're that old, it's a no. Because even me at 30, I have no interest in a 19-year-old. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? What are we going to have in common? It's a fucking no. Like, I'm sorry. Do you know what it's like to stick a pencil in a cassette and rewind that fuck? No? Okay, we can't you talk don't. about nothing. First of all, my niece, my niece, I think she's 21. She doesn't even know who Cisco is. What the fuck am I going to talk about? With a 20-year-old at 30. What? Tell me, hey, Isa. And my dumbass at 20 and 19 and shit was thinking, right? Because I was so mature for my age. No, them niggas was fucking creepers. Them yeah. niggas couldn't make it work with the broads their ages because they couldn't pull dumb shit on them bitches. That, oh, excuse me. They couldn't pull their little tricks on the women their ages. So they were comfortable with women so much younger than them who were impressionable and had a lot to learn about themselves and had a lot to grow into. And it was easy to manipulate me. It was easy to, it's easy to manipulate a 19, 20, 21 year old. Okay. It's almost like, can you even call this Paulson an ex? Cause they were just a predator. Like <laughs> that's why I said by hands down, he's my worst ex because like, ex. he was in his thirties dating a 19 year old. So there's that. I think we were 18 when I was 18 when we met and I had just turned. To, this is the same one who goes with me for my birthday, <laughs> who, who tried because I wreaked havoc. Hold, hold the fuck up. So he proposed to a 19 year old. Not he only proposed did he to a 19, date a 19 year old, he proposed, he proposed to a 19 year old. Yes. He proposed to a 19 year old and then tried to ghost her on her 20th birthday. Continue. And, and Turns out he was spending that time with his baby mother, who was close, you know, close in age with him. And she also, as an adult, was trying to insert herself into this very inappropriate mess because he made up lies about me. And I had to clear everybody. At 20 years old, a fresh 20. <laughs> and so, yeah, hands down, that would have to be my you would think that it would be, you know, the way I'd be dragging my pseudo ex on here. But I actually love him very much. Um, <laughs> like I would never say that my pseudo ex is my worst ex. He, you know, I just, you know, whatever. But nah, hands down, the predator who I was engaged to at 19. I have a list of worst exes. I think absolute worst baby was homeboy who dated two of my best friends a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, that's like, a no. Trash garbage. But honestly, because that relationship was when I was so young, a part of me also doesn't count exes that yeah. happened before I was like 19. I don't know. Yeah, I don't consider exes before high, like in high school and yeah. stuff. I mean, I didn't even really do, you know, but I, you know what I mean. I want to consider it because like, you know, I still learned lessons from those relationships and those were like my first relationships. But yeah, he holds, if, if I'm counting that, he holds the record for being like, trash um yeah 
I think after him, my worst ex was probably the guy I dated before Steven. And it sounds terrible because we're still friends. <laughs> we doing that? I look. We so the, the funny part is, is that I'm still either friends or at least very cordial with like all of my exes, pretty much. Why? What? What's the reason? Because I've never had a really, except one. I've never had a relationship end badly enough for me to just be like, yeah, fuck you, I never. And I'm not saying like friends talk every day. I'm saying like, okay, I see you so around town that. and I'd be like, hey, how are you? But like, I don't have a, a super negative relationship with any of my exes. But this one, we're actually like friends, which is weird. So, but I'm sorry, boo boo, y- you were my worst ex. Um, so I dated him before Steven. Mm-hmm. And he cheated on me the entirety of the relationship with his ex. And it was very much a situation of like, she wanted to be on some Hello Barbara, this is Shirley type shit, texting my phone. She oh, was She was harassing me. She was stalking me on social media. Like she she was making my life I live in hell. Your Honor, I would like to approach the bench. Go ahead, drag me. Go ahead. Why are you even friends with that man? So, What's the reason? What's the reason? <laughs> was that too loud? This this Mike Loudon. Um <laughs> So let me just say we're not friends like everyday friends. Um, okay, just, just making sure. But even Nuri has questions. Nuri just gave me a look like. Okay, so <laughs> I think where I went wrong is that I started dating someone who should have always been a friend. Um, okay, yes, we, accountability. Come on. Yeah, I dated someone who should have never. It should have never been a relationship. Um, we started off as very good friends. It became. Mm-hmm something else i found out that his ex was kind of still in the picture she was very much still believing that they had some type of connection he was of what he was doing and saying carry on exactly and he was very much doing the typical telling one person one story telling the next person another story Mm. um and ironically i was in such a bad place in my head because at that time that i started dating him I was trying to get over losing contact with a person I was talking about Alia. Girl! I was in that, I don't care who love me right now as long as somebody love me type. Mm, Ain't nothing fun about that time. Ain't nothing fun about that time period. And I was willing to accept the bare ass motherfucking minimum just so I could have some company and somebody to fuck and somebody to tell me they love me, to be honest. Let's let's just be Mm. real. I expose them. I love the honesty. We love it. (laughs) We we love the transparency here. That's what happens when you do your shadow work. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. I think at one point, like, I, in my head, I knew. I was just like, Jay, he could say all he wants about this girl being his ex and her just being tied up on shit. Like, he's obviously cheating on you. But I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't care enough. I don't love myself enough right now to put energy into ending this relationship. Yeah. And I convinced myself, like, if I just stick it out, like, she'll come out of the picture eventually. He'll get his shit to get on. Like, we'll be together or whatever. Um, there was a point where he broke up with me to try to make it work with this girl. Damn. We didn't talk for a couple of months. We got back to school. This was an undergrad. He came to me and said, 
I I was stupid. I did the wrong thing. I broke up with you to try to make it work with this person when it's obvious, like, the person I really care about is you. And you know... And he was probably just mad with her that day. They probably had an argument that afternoon. And you know my little heartbroken, unhealed ass was Mm. eating that shit up, okay? Mm. Eating that shit up. When... When we were like at the final straw of our relationship, I took a minute and I looked back at everything that had happened in the relationship. And on top of that, I met this other guy who wanted to jump my bones and was gassing the fuck out of me. And I was like, this man sees the value in Hey Isa. You've had Hey Isa for two years and you out here wilding. So why am I dating you? Like... It just occurred to me one day, like, you're beneath me and I look stupid. I look like a clown. Like, and we broke up. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. You know what's done. so funny? This is something <laughs> I currently say to myself because it was something I used to say to Dylan when he was in preschool. And I literally say it to myself at 30 years old, play with who wants to play with you. Play with who wants to play with you. Just, yeah. Don't be out here trying to convince nobody to want to play with you when it's mad niggas out here that want to play blocks with you. Listen, and and looking back, obviously, you know, I realized there there was a lot of healing that needed to happen. There was a lot Mm -hmm. of therapy that needed to happen. Of course. There was a reason there were daddy issues involved in this. Like and mommy issues. And mommy issues. Sometimes a lot of times as women, we think that it's daddy issues. A lot of times it'd be mommy issues too. Yeah. It'd be us watching our mama accept some dumb shit. Yeah. You know, like it'd be both. It it was it was very much that. It was young, unhealed Heiza thinking, if I just stick with this person, I'll it, I'll make it work, whatever. Mm. But ended up breaking up with him. And a couple months later, I started talking to and hanging out with my now husband. And me and Ooh. my ex were still we had stopped talking for a while and then we like became cordial again. And I was like, I just want to be friends. I think we were always better off as as friends. We had a really good Mm -hmm. friendship. Let's just ixnay on the romance part and the idea of dating. Yeah. And my stupid ass was like, well, now that we're friends, I guess I can tell you. um, You know Steve that plays trumpet? He he wants to go on a date with me. What do you think? He got all mad, huh? My ex flip his shit. Okay, this man was so And I was like, for somebody who cheated on me the whole time I've been with you, you got a lot of fucking love. You know that? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was, he, him, he did not take to me dating Steven very well. But that was the last, before, literally before Steven, that was the last relationship that I was in. Mm-hmm. And worst, worst relationship I've ever been in in my life. Because Damn. you had me out here looking like bozo the motherfucking clown okay and that's the thing when you you know what they say back home when you see a jackass you must write it listen i'm sorry to... why, <laughs> I'm, no but that's why like y'all people on twitter who follow me you know i say this shit all the time that's why i am not ever going to be a couldn't be me ass bitch because it has been me we all have I, we have been the ja- first of all let me tell you something if in your life path you haven't been the jackass and also been the writer you did life wrong okay i have been the jackass i have also written some jackasses okay exactly when you see a jackass you must write it exactly. okay so that's just the bottom line 
Yeah, and and I own it, but I I will say I'm sorry, boo. Like you you're you've grown. I've seen you grow. You have a wonderful person you're dating now, but Good to for me, them. worst ex I ever had. Cause mm, it's mm. the disrespect for me. Mm. So next question: Do you? I I feel like you are like, why the fuck would you even still be talking to your exes? Do you feel like? A person should cut off communication once a person becomes an ex. Like, they shouldn't have no kind of I'm glad you know. Okay, so when I say no kind of interaction, that's extreme. If you're an ex and I don't despise you... Okay, I don't be hating my exes. Calm down. Just being an asshole right now. Um, If you're an ex, right, and there's no, like, animosity, it wasn't, like, a terrible breakup, it wasn't a thing where you completely treated me like a plump fool, I won't pass you in a street, Right? If there's a situation where this is a really good conversation, considering Venus is currently in the sign of Scorpio, but carry on. Um, if I see you in the street, I ain't going to pass you straight. If you have a particular business venture that's very niche and I know that there's an opportunity, right, that I can put you onto, I'll reach out to you and give it to you, Right. But I don't see the point in being actual friends with exes. I don't see the point in having an ex that you would invite to your wedding. I don't see the point in calling exes to say, hey, howdy, how you doing? I don't fuck with that shit. I don't like it. It's not me. I'm not that bitch. I know there's people who like to remain friends with exes. It's not me. The reason for that is because me, the individual, because I know who I am in a relationship, I require friendship in that relationship. So if you and I are friends in this relationship and then this relationship ends, this relationship is most likely over because there is something that is irreconcilable. <laughs> okay. And if we cannot be friends in a relationship, I don't see the point in being friends outside of the relationship. Regardless, I have no interest in being actual like friends. Like I said, if it's your birthday, I'll hit you with a happy birthday text. I told you my best ex. I went a while before I was speaking to him again, right? Because I'm the bitch. Back in the day, when the relationship done, we was done. The only ex I used to claim was Dylan's father. There was a long time. And people who follow me on social media know, I used to always say the only ex I will ever claim is the, the one who could prove it because he gave me a whole child, right? <laughs> that was just me. But I've softened up a little bit, right? And so my best ex, the one who taught me how to be softer, the one who taught me that just because I can do something doesn't mean I have to. Um, I reached out to him um, in July, I think, because he was heavy on my mind. And I know like when I think about people, it's probably because something needs to be said. So I reached out to him. I told him how important he was to me and how grateful I am for the time that we had together and what I've learned being in that relationship and all that jazz. And I also wished him a happy birthday. Um, And that was it. And just because he crosses my mind occasionally doesn't mean that I need to reach out to him because for all we know, he have a woman, right? And his woman don't need to worry about an ex constantly reaching out to him to be like, hey, how you doing? How's the weather? For what? We're done. We're not together anymore, right? Obviously, it's his responsibility. If I'm reaching out to him and he got a whole woman, it's his responsibility to be like, hey, girl, that time is over. But I personally, I'm not interested. It's not for me. It's not for me. It's just not. It's just not. Unless you have children with that person hmm. or actual ties to that person, leave your exes in the past. I disagree. <laughs> um, well, for, <laughs> for, for me, it varies. So 
<laughs> this is gonna sound horrible. If I know there's no chance on the planet I'm ever, ever, ever being on that level with you ever again, then it's easier for me to say, okay, I'll be cordial with this person. I'll see them every now and then. Like this ex that I'm talking about, he, like him and obviously we don't live in the same place, but whenever I am in town, and the thing is that like, I'm cool with him, but I'm also cool with his fiance that he's in a relationship with now. We all, you know, went to undergrad together. So if I'm in town, I'll be like, hey, do y'all want to go get drinks? And like, we will go get drinks like as a group. Not on some like, hey, X, you want hang X? Like, not like that. I am only cordial with exes that I know there's no chance of me writing them into oblivion ever again. Obviously, there's no chance of anything because I'm married now. But I was not ready for that. I wasn't ready I, for that. I If I know that there's no genuine like affection there, there's no lingering feelings, like I can be cordial, but it's not like a, oh, use my best friend every day we talk in type okay, thing. That's like, you know, it's when very I hear much cor- at a respectable distance. Right. When I hear cordial, I think we run into each other somewhere. We say, hi, how's mm-hmm. it going? We catch yeah. up a little bit. We move on. We yeah. happen to be at the same party. We're able to coexist there. We move yeah. on. That's yeah. all you're getting out of me. Beyond yeah. that, there's no, I have no interest in being friends with you. Unless mm-hmm. we were friends before the breakup or before the relationship. And after the yeah. breakup, we're still able to really, truly be friends yeah. Unless it's a thing where, like I said, we got children. I only got one baby daddy and I happen to not be friends with him. <laughs> but if it's a thing where we had a bunch of mutual friends, like if we had the same friend circle and like mm-hmm. you said, we, I know there's no chance, but I have not had that experience. So until yeah. I get that, it's a no for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I can definitely be like cordial and shit like that. Um, I, I think that's what the relationship looks like for most of the whole, you know, the, the ex scenarios. I will say though, there's a few people who I'm like, mm, nope, you don't need to be around me. We don't need to talk. We don't need to have a relationship like yeah. that. The, the ex that I was talking about earlier, there yeah. is no reason for me to be in contact with a man. None. Does my old fuck buddy count as an ex? I mean, he was my fuck buddy for like three years. I mean, I think that's up to you. Cause we're still friends. Like we're I, actual friends. I, a ex fuck buddy is a kind of ex. <laughs> he's the only person who I could see. Like I, I would invite him to like a house party. Like I would, he would be in the picture. You know what I mean? Because for me, we were never in like a real relationship. Yeah. You know. Well, and then I feel like maybe that's different because the the types of feelings that are involved there are very different. Yeah. Um, if it's something that's casual, you can separate. I feel like you could separate that. It's easier to better. separate. Yeah. Cause like yeah. him, I don't have any intentions on not being his friend anymore. We both have yeah. it. Oh, I didn't give the update. Was th- Would this be a good time to give the update? Do you remember the casual sex episode? And I told y'all yes. I needed to have a conversation with him. Blase, blase, bash. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please calm down, y'all. Um, so I did have I reached out to him and I did do it via text and I'm glad I did it via text but I pretty much was like hey I think we need to stop seeing each other and he was like what why and I was like because I want something more serious and I know that's not something you want so I don't think we should be doing the sex anymore like (laughs) and he was like well, are we still friends? I was like, of course we're still friends. Like, why would we not be? And he was like, okay. And I was like, I didn't think you would want to be my friend. He's like, why would I not want to be your friend? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't know. Like, so we're still friends. Um, We still catch up. You know, we still be texting each other about random shit, but we just agreed that sex is not a thing that's going to happen anymore. Well, I'm, 
I'm glad that that was, you know, that that ended in a positive way. I am very it glad the way that you handled it. So it did, and I think we were texting just yesterday or the day before, but we just, yeah, we just because See? I, yeah, and he I don't want one of those exes that you get to be cordial with. That's true. Yeah. But but even with him, I could consider him like an actual friend, mm-hmm. right? Because for me, cordial, like I said, cordial for me is running into somebody, um, being able to be polite to them, having to, like, if me and this person happen to be at the same, like, event, we can coexist and not be no dumb shit. But other than that, no. But him, I don't consider us, like, just cordial. That's my friend. You know, like, if I was to host a party right now, he's on the guest list. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's for one me, of those kinds know. of things. Some t- it it if, I guess it kind of depends on some exes too. Like obviously, I set up cordial with all of them. Like if I see them, it's like, hey, hi, how are you? But some of them have more access to me than others. Like I mm. said, there's that one ex who, like, if I'm in town, I'll I'll text him and be like, hey, I'm in town, let's go hang. Um, you know, and obviously, like he'll come with his his fiance and we'll hang as a group, whatever. Um, but there's exes that like we're cordial social media wise. Like it's nice mm-hmm. to see her doing well, but there's no like interaction that goes on. Yeah. And for me, it's because like, I, I vividly remember a lot of the conversations I had with these people. I'm like, you've seen my vagina. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I want to go there with you. I don't know. It's just, yeah. yeah. I get that. Well, yeah. I mean, all in all, I will say that, again, I'm not one of those people who's just like, oh, that's my ex. Ew, fuck that person. Like, I think there's beautiful lessons to be learned from. Of all course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, audience, tell us about your exes. Don't be bitter either. Tell us about the good ones and the bad ones, because there's probably some good ones. You just ain't trying to get them credit. Listen, um, tell us the lesson. Honestly, even the bad ones, I feel like, okay, y'all know I'll be coming with my hippie dippy shit, my, my woo woo spiritual shit, right? They were I don't supposed think there's a, to be there. Exactly. Um, obviously, like, I feel like there's a, a lesson and beauty and everything. Even those exes who were the worst ex, right? I learned in my relationship with my ex that was wildly inappropriately aged for me that you don't like that that's inappropriate. You know what I mean? How would I know that unless I was in that situation? You know what I mean? Um, because right now, if a dude my age is dating a 19 year old, I'm gonna look at him sideways. I'm gonna be like, why is you dating that girl? You know what I mean? Yeah. I I absolutely feel the same way as much as there were. It's, it's funny. It's like for the ex that I said was my best ex. If someone told me, I will send you back in time and you're going to go through that exact same scenario with a person over again because of who I became as a result of that relationship. I yeah. would absolutely, I would absolutely love him all over again. Aww. The worst ex, mm, I'll pass. I don't want to look like a clown ever again, but I did learn my clownery <laughs> lessons. <laughs> hey, I bet you ain't going to never be taken for a fool again. No, yeah, um, I, I, I absolutely did learn my lessons from both. So as much as I would hate to go through the cheating thing again, I would have to because, again, the woman I am now, like, it's... You know what you're not going to tolerate. Yeah, and that's the whole of purpose the good of the ex, ex and the bad ex. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of an a relationship ending is you learning what you what you're what you want in a relationship and what you don't want in a relationship so that when you are ready for another relationship you can 
thrive in that relationship. You know what I mean? That's that's just the way it's supposed to go. I'm a lot of people, don't. unfortunately, don't have those experiences. But, you know, well, that's exactly. not what we're talking about tonight. One day, your your future partner is going to be grateful for your exes were to Ariana Grande because of the person that you are and everything that you learned. But the idea here is that you need to learn something from all of your relationships. Okay? Oh yeah, that's the that's the that's the purpose. I've learned yeah. something from every relationship, from the more the big, deep, profound things to something as simple as changing a tire. I've learned very. I've learned things from, and I haven't had a ton, but the ones I've had. They, they meant something, you know, yeah. even the people who I've been involved with, who I don't consider relationships, just the people I've dated for a little short period or what have you. I've realized the ways that I want to feel in a relationship and I don't want to feel like the things that I want to feel and the things that I don't want to feel mm-hmm. and all those things matter. And for me, I'm also like, maybe everything you want is completely unattainable, <laughs> you know, I don't think it I is. Don't think so. Maybe I, yeah, I don't know. I will never forget that one day um I was telling Diamond that you know, I'm okay without the the fireworks and all the extra above and beyond shit and Diamond was like, "Fuck that. I want it all. I want the fireworks. <laughs> I want the above and beyond." And she was like, "No, if this is something I want, I'm going to demand it." And she taught me a very valuable lesson and I was like, "You know what? Maybe Don't I settle. Said, oh yeah, yeah my you know, but, I get that message a lot from my squad. Yeah. And when I say my squad, I, I mean my spirits on the other side who I'll be chatting with all the time. They always remind me, don't settle. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes not settling, let's be clear, right? Sometimes not settling can feel a little isolating, but I would rather be a little isolated and content in my own space than to be in a relationship with somebody that I'm settling with and feel lonely in that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it is what it is. You know, whoever's meant for you, what's meant for you will never pass you by. Mm-hmm. That's the real tea. That's the reality of it all. And I'm going to close um, the episode with this. While this entire episode was about the things that we learned from our exes, a lot of us need to think about the lessons that our exes might have learned from us. Ooh, because that's the one. you have not experienced every relationship in your life always being the good person. All your exes ain't your exes because they did you wrong. So... When you do that reflection and you look back, try to think about, you know, is there a person who considers you their their worst ex? Is there and it's funny because their best? I really, the one who I see as my best ex, he probably does not see me as his best ex. He probably, for all I know, I won't be surprised if he sees me as his worst. And if he does, cool, that's his problem. Yeah. That's that's that person's experience, but that's his experience. I just I think it's super important to also reflect on like the role that you play in those relationships because Looking back, I I can name for sure a couple people who like fuck hey eyes. I never did she. I'm sure my baby daddy claims that I'm his worst ex when the reality is, and I'm gonna say it with my motherfucking chest, I'm his best ex. Good night. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you. <laughs> anyway audience you know the drill we love it when you talk to us we love it when you jump on social media and bring this topic so use hashtag good up tuesday tag us at good up pod on facebook instagram or twitter deidre's still cracking up because she think that (laughs) she just dragged this man on the mic so i gotta keep going um if you want to sign up for our patreon we could always use the extra donations every month to make this podcast production 
better and more improved for you. Join our Good Up, Good Up Facebook group, The Fuck Lit. And last but not least, Deidre, if you stop laughing, <laughs> go ahead and tell the people and bye. <laughs> bye! Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory and is a proud member of the Kicking It family. Find us on all social media platforms at GoodUpPod. Use hashtag GoodUpTuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash goodup podcast. 